This is the intro song for my asshole brain. <laughs> so now that we've talked a lot about money, I suppose we should move on to power because we've been ranting for like an hour. <laughs> Consumerism. About yes. But the thing that I thought was interesting was when I was looking into power, I really expected it to show that, oh, when people get power, they become warped, they become corrupt. Because, of course, as we said at the beginning, there's the well-known phrase that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. And so I was like, well, that just must be true, right? Because that's what people say. Quotes are always true. Right. <laughs> However, they're not. <laughs> so... When you actually look into the psychology of it, what happens is that, by and large, what power does is kind of the same thing as alcohol, interestingly enough, is it exacerbates the personality or the traits that you already have. So if you are a good person and you are given power, you do good things. If you are a bad person who is given power, you do bad things and so they talk about how in many people power is ennobling which is a word i actually really like <laughs> sounds very right mm. i am ennobled by this power so what it does is power reveals your true character right and so if you are a good person and you're and you have power you are going to continue to be a good person and you're going to do good things with that power and when you're a bad person and you get power, you're going to use that power to do bad things. So it's not the power that corrupts you. You were actually corrupt to begin with. You're already fucked up. You're already corrupt. You've just used that power to continue corrupt practices based on who you are. So uh, one of the quotes says that it, it heightens pre-existing ethical tendencies. So power exposes your true character. It releases inhibitions and set your sets your inner self free. If you're a jerk when you gain power, you'll become more of one. If you're a mensch, you'll get nicer. So if there are a lot of corrupt people in power, perhaps it's because corrupt people are drawn to powerful positions so they can use them to advance their own agendas. So I think what's happened here is it's a question of what came first, the chicken or the egg. So we have a tendency to think like, oh, a lot of people who are in power are corrupt, therefore power must have corrupted them. When really people who are corrupt seek power because it allows them to... Allows them to continue what they're their corruption, doing. Yeah. Right. Like when you have power, then you can be truly corrupt. Like it allows you to get more, the ability to get more money, to to control over situations. So if you're a corrupt person, by having power, it, it you can feed that demon. Right. So it makes sense that people who are corrupt would seek that. So when we look at, let's look at politicians, for instance. Naturally. Right. And I have already said that, like, I think that there are people who go into politics because they view themselves as public servants. So I'm going to use Leslie Nope, who is a fictional <laughs> character as an example here. For anyone who's seen Parks and Recreation, I think that she is the ideal of a politician. She is what I wish most politicians considered themselves to be, which is a public servant. Now, yeah. she still has some missteps. She does make mistakes based on her situations or her ego or her aspirations. But at the end of the day, she remains, by and large... A wholesome person who wants to do good things with the power that she has been given. Right. 
And so she is the ideal uh, when I think of what a politician truly is, which is a public servant. You are supposed to represent the needs and desires of the people who voted you into office. Right. However, what I think often happens is what you have to go through to gain a position of power can corrupt you. So you may be a person who started out well-intentioned, but through the processes of gaining power and then getting a taste of that power and then, you know, seeing what happens and maybe being detached, as we said before, like with wealth, for instance, you become a bit detached yeah. from the, your constituents. Like you no longer view yourself as kind of one of the people. You kind of view yeah. yourself as someone who's above the people. Like you're no longer in the same class as the people you represent. So you might think you're smarter and you know yeah. better what they yeah, need. Yeah, say, I know, yeah, I know what they need or I know what needs to be done right. in order to get to that. So it's okay that I'm doing this thing. Right. I think that you begin to justify yeah. your actions and Well, I decisions. think there's also with a lot of stuff, you know, there's bargaining. Like, you know, my ultimate goal is this and I'm going to get it, but I have to do this thing that maybe is a little bit outside of what I'm comfortable with. But it's, you know, if it's meeting the greater good, then it's okay. And, you know, maybe that. So you can justify a little bit of yeah. selling of your soul because you think ultimately if I have a little bit more power, I can do more good. So I can make this concession. I can... Yeah, I can make up for this. Like, I'm kind right. of, you know, kind of like a carbon footprint thing. Like, well, I did this, but I'm, the good I'm going to do in the end is going to make up for that thing I did. The end justifies the means. Right. And I think if you... You words better than I do. <laughs> I, think if, I think that if... What it comes down to is that a lot of times people, like, they justify, justify, justify until they get to the point where they're in a position where they're like, you know what, I'm so hot, I don't have to justify and so they are no I've gotten this far I can keep fucking doing right. this right yeah. so it's like um, corruption in increments right you know so you make little concessions little concessions little concessions and before you know it you've made so many great concessions yeah. that you're no longer the person you yeah. used the to be the wearing down of morals right and, and I think that's happened to all of us I think that it's hard to be good it's so much easier to be bad it's oh, so yeah. much easier to be selfish and so you have people who might have the, the, the best of intentions and they go into a situation where they're trying to gain power, they're in politics and they're doing something and they want to really be a public servant. But everything that they have to go through to climb the ranks chips a little way, a little bit away yeah. at their souls. And so in order to get to a position of real power, you've had to, to kind of give away so much goodness that maybe you're not the person that you were at the beginning of it. Yeah. I don't know if there's many people who can get to a position of real power that haven't had to sell a piece of their soul yeah, I don't know. to get there. I don't know how you could. Like, just the way the system, I mean, any system where you're working toward a position of power, whether it's for good or bad, like, I, I don't know how you couldn't sacrifice things about yourself because you have to compromise yeah right like you uh, compromise here compromise there yeah. and there's a point like it seems like it's a little bit right yeah. it's just a I tiny mean, that's, bit and like with politics that's so much of what politics is yeah. is you know you know meeting in the aisle you know like bridging the gaps between each side and i need to get this bill passed right and the only reason i can get this person to vote for it is if i can see this point so i'll vote for this which i don't necessarily agree with if they'll vote for this which i'm all for like so there's all these dealings yeah. and compromises being made 
And to get anything done, you have to constantly give up something yeah. in order to gain something. So I don't necessarily mean to like cast all these people in an evil light. I think they all begin with good intentions, yeah. but I think in the in the process, I think the process is what corrupts you. And I think right. it's dehumanizing. And I think that even the people, and and let's let's be frank here. In order to get into a real position of power, you have to have a certain amount of money. Poor people don't get elected. No. And as we've said in the first fucking hour, <laughs> money does have a corrupting influence. Yeah. So if the people who are in power have to have money to get there and money distances you from the average person yeah. and gives you a different perspective. And if that's the case, anyone who's in a real position of power is never truly going to be in touch with the common man yeah. and truly understand their situation. And therefore, they're always going to be a little tainted and a little yeah. distorted. And so the decisions that they make aren't going to really reflect yeah. the needs of the average person. But yeah, like, you know, as far as, like, politics go, um, what is it, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, like, she's been a big deal because she did kind of start, I mean, like, she was a bartender. Yeah. And now she's a senator. And not only has that been demonized and made fun of by a lot of people, you know, like, she's poor, what does she know? <laughs> but also, you know, yeah, that kind of thing is a rarity where, you know, she kind of is a regular Joe. Yeah. And and she even talked about the fact that, like, when she first got hired, like, she had to, before she was officially uh, sworn in and, and began getting paid, she had to find a way to move and find a place to live. Yeah. And that I think she made some sort of comment or tweet where she said that she's going to have to stay on someone's couch before she yeah. started getting paid so she could... Yeah, because she didn't have the money to find a place there and move yeah. and everything. And again, she got crap about that, that, you know, she didn't have that money in savings and that was the whole thing. And I'm like, you know, no, because I'm like so many other people in my position and my age where savings aren't a thing. I get by, you know, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Uh, most Americans, and I'm, I, I didn't look this particular point up, but I remember seeing statistics that talked about most Americans are really only one paycheck away from poverty. Like, yeah. if if most of us got fired, we would have one or two paychecks before we were in dire straits. Right. And I can say, like, I have a decent savings account only, only because I'm giving money to my kids for college. Yeah. That money is earmarked for them. So if I were to lose my job, I have to choose between paying my bills or giving my kids money to pay their bills that I have told them told I them would you give would them. Pay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to so choose yeah. my kids. Yeah, I'm going to say someone's going to get fucked in that situation. And it's going to be me. Yeah. And it's not because I'm always spending money on shit I don't meet, need. Like, Yes, I buy stuff that are yeah. luxuries, but I'm a, a pretty good, like, I'm good at balancing my money. I don't spend yeah. money I don't have. Yes, I buy shit that some people would consider luxuries, but we're not talking major luxuries. Like, I've always been very frugal. No yachts. No. 
I'm very formal. Not even one? No. Are you sure? Not even one. Small yeah. A miniature yeah. Baby yeah. Maybe I uh, like match stick. Still a yacht. Like, yeah. 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 It, you admitted it. Still no, yacht. I don't. Actually, it's not. Like, <laughs> I don't have any boats at all. I could make you a paper. No. Oh, I lied. So when I dressed up as Georgie from It, <laughs> Steve made me a paper boat. So you do have a I do boat. have a yacht. I have a paper boat. Goddamn rich lying bitch. It says Georgie. <laughs> That's made out of graph paper. It says Georgie. So there you go. That's the boat I have. It's a lovely boat. But even I, like as I mentioned before, like there's a point at which I think like I don't like to buy name brands. I think there's a point at which when people pay certain things for stuff, I think it's gluttonous, and I'm like, oh. like there's like I actually think I get a little judgy. I'm like that's immoral to pay that much yeah, for something that's stupid like i'm disgusted by it like you yeah. would, ava was talking about like a bunch of people she knows having gucci belts like a bunch of people i know have gucci belts i'm like why the fuck are gucci belts a thing now yeah. she's like i looked them up and they're 250 i'm like no that's fucking ridiculous yeah. i have a canvas belt i bought from tari years ago and it still fits why because it's got rings that go all the way around so i can adjust it no matter how big or small i get right it's perfect. fucking amazing. Why do you need a $250 Gucci belt that's offensive? You're paying to wear someone else's name. That's dumb. That's <laughs> always been one of my big issues with that stuff. I'm like, I don't want to be free advertising. I'm no. not a goddamn billboard. You're not paying me. No. You should pay me to. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm wearing shit with your name on it. You're not wearing shit with my name on right. it. Where the fuck's my money? You should pay me to fucking wear your yeah. stuff. Fuck you, coach. Right. That's why you and I... Mr. and Mrs. Coach? <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. John Coach? I don't know who you are. <laughs> Susan Gucci? Susan Gucci? Susan Lucci. Oh, maybe that's where I was going in my head with that. <laughs> I was like, that sounds really familiar. Oh, like, <laughs> I almost did a spit take. Which is... I fucking hate spit takes on, like, television shows and movies. I'm like, are we not past the spit take yet? That is such a tired... No. The whole... I said something funny and you spit something. Like, no. Like, we need to get beyond that. Like, we need new jokes. But at the same time, like, I do it enough that I'm like, I mean, I get it. At the same time, I've done actual spit takes. So perhaps I shouldn't be so judgy of them because sometimes they do actually occur. And it almost just happened when you said Susan Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, Susan. <laughs> fucking Susan. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost total track of what we were saying. I don't know. Wealth okay. Power sometimes okay. <laughs> no, wealth bad. Power okay if you're good. Power bad if you're bad. <laughs> notes yeah although it was interesting because i did look into like there was a study that showed and i think we've probably all heard of this like how many psychopaths are in positions of power right because like there's been a trend i've seen in in different articles that have talked about oh psychopaths have a tendency to do well in business in the military it's like well no fucking wonder they don't give a shit whatever right like they of course they don't get social cues and emotions right so i looked into that and i'm like is this really true so there's an entire book called snakes and suits when psychopaths go to work (laughs) and i'm going to give credit to the authors by doctors paul babiak and robert hare and they looked into this and so what they did was they looked at 
people who were in management development programs and they did tests on them to see where they landed in the, the psychopathic range. And it said that 3% of them tested in, in the psychopathic range as opposed to 1% of the overall population versus 15% of people in prison who test within psychopathic yeah. ranges. And I guess it's supposed to be significant, but I don't really think it is. I, I was going to say, I was, when I saw that, I was a little surprised yeah. that it wasn't higher. I was kind of like, oh, yeah. It's I was hoping there were more psychopaths running yeah. businesses. And what does that say about us that we were hoping? Right. <laughs> but they even said, they're like, but we're not even sure that that's entirely an accurate portrayal of people. Right. And so that was even viewed in the person who, who was doing the article that I read said, that they weren't entirely convinced that that was an accurate representation of the number of yeah. people. But it makes sense that people who aren't concerned with consequences and stuff like that. Like, okay, so the hallmarks of psychopathic personality involve egocentric. So people who are Check. concerned with themselves. Grandiose behavior. Are you checking to see if you count as a psychopath? I'm not actually. I should have clarified why I said <laughs> I was like, wait, are you counting off which no. applies to you? I'm definitely not. You're not egocentric? Um, Do you have grandiose behavior? Yeah. yeah. If I've been drinking. Completely lacking empathy and conscience. Now I know that's that not true. Me. <laughs> I have too much of those. Um, they also may be charismatic, charming, and adept at manipulating one-on-one -on -one interactions. Definitely not that one. So it makes sense that people like that would excel in business. Yeah. Because business is all about appearances. Well, yeah. But also advancing it's yourself. sales. And like, you know, right. you need to be charismatic and, you know, be able to sell yourself. So. Yeah. So that makes total sense that people like that who would do well. Does that mean, but again, I think psychopaths get a bad rap because we like to copy anyone who does crazy things or like terrible things or violent things. We're like, oh, they're a psychopath. Yeah. But there are people who are psychopathic that don't murder people. They don't harm anyone. They're just... Or they do and they haven't been caught. Well, yes, that is true. But they also might just be mostly benign, but yeah. pretty good at advancing themselves because they're not necessarily concerned with others. Yeah. But like, I'm out for me and, yeah. you know... I'm going to do what it takes. Yeah. I don't I'm, need to murder anyone to do right, it, no. but I don't really give a fuck if anyone has right. butt-hurt feelings no. in the process. I'm just going to manipulate everybody to get what I want. Right. And then they do exceedingly well at it. I think a lot of people are like that. Yeah, I'm going to say, frankly, I'm jealous. I would love to be that way. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I didn't give a shit what other people thought. It would be amazing. Life would honestly be so much easier if I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I have no compassion. I don't care. Wouldn't that be lovely? That would be nice. Just You just don't worry about anything and you could just do whatever you want? Yeah. That's what a friend said something a couple weeks ago on like Facebook or something. I was talking about The Office and uh, Robert California. Mm -hmm. Have you watched The Office? Yeah. Yep. And he was saying that he was a psychopath and I was like, I absolutely love him. And he was like, you would. And I was like, no. There's something to be respected about somebody that's just... I'm going to do this thing. Completely who they are. Yeah, 100%. Regardless of what yeah. anyone else thinks or whether or not that's the norm. And yeah. I'm like, I, I mean, you're like, you know, admire is the word, but I'm like, that's that's something to, like, that would be okay. I wouldn't be opposed to being able to just be like, I'm doing this thing and I'm going to tell people to do this thing and they're going to listen because you just, you listen to me. Yeah. Here's the thing. Be amazing. If you're completely authentic and honest, even if you're an asshole, 
I'm okay because I know how to deal with you. I get along with assholes surprisingly well as long as they're honest about being assholes. Yes. Because at at that point, you I know, know where you, I know where I stand. I know what I'm that, dealing with. Like, oh, you're a dick. Great. I get it. Let's operate on this level. So yeah. I know what I can expect and what I can't expect. Fine. We're good. Because at least you're honest and you're authentic. Yeah. So if you're an authentic asshole, we're fine. I'm in agreement with that. I'm, yeah. As long as I know what to expect and where I stand. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the people who are assholes that try to pretend like they're not. Yeah. So they try to advance themselves through manipulation yeah. and deception. Those are the people that I'm like, we've talked about this before, people who are charming and manipulative. And I'm like, everybody likes this person. Yeah. Uh, no. So you're trying so hard to be likable and nice, but then every once in a while the facade slips yeah. and you're like, oh no. And I automatically question anyone who comes off as desperately needing to be liked yeah. by everyone. I can see it if you're trying to pull it on like two or three people because I don't know they yeah. have big penises and you want their penises or yeah. something. <laughs> I'm also not sure why that was the example. It all comes down but, to dicks. Right. But yeah, I'm like if everybody you come across like, you know, like and you're like, oh they're wonderful and you know, they did this and they did them like, why are you working so hard at this? Yeah. Like are you hiding something? Are you trying to get something? Or yeah. do you have no personality that you have to like are you just deceiving everyone? Yeah. Like what's happening? Because everybody okay, so everyone has different personalities. Yeah. And so for a large number of people to like you is unusual because that means that you have adapted yourself to seem appealing to a diverse group of people. So either you're just that friendly and open and and diverse yourself, or you alter your personality to fit every person's needs and desires so that you can appear a certain way even though you're not. That's what makes me nervous. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. People who, everybody's like, oh, I love them. And we're like, too many people like you, I don't yeah. trust you. Yeah, I'm going to say. No one's that, no one is that likable. Yeah, I'm going to say, everyone liking somebody is not a trustworthy nope. trait to me. Like, that's not something that's going to make me go, oh, well, everybody likes him, so I must too. I'm like, mm. no, there got to be something wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this thing's super popular with everyone. Why? Mm, there's got to be something wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust it. Ditto. No. Nope, nope, nope. And that's the thing is like there are people, people who are true psychopaths will, they're very good at reading others, determining what that person wants, and uh, altering their behavior yeah. to fill that need so that everyone likes them and they can advance their own position. So it's very manipulative. It's very calculated. Yeah. Calculated. It's not genuine. And if they're really good at it, the other person doesn't know they've been. Right. Yeah, right. Like, right. Yeah. So as an outsider, if you come into the situation, you're like, hey, everybody loves this person. And you're like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think that it's really easy to talk badly about psychopaths and to villainize them and say like, Oh, they're all evil. But the truth is if they're really good at being a psychopath, none of of us are going to be able to recognize it. Right. Yeah. Because they're just that charming and manipulative. We won't pick up on it. Yeah. And so that's how they advance themselves to higher rungs. 
But I think what really happens is ultimately they have to give in to their desire to succeed and advance. And so there's always going to be those people in the outskirts who look at them and say, mm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. There's always going to be the the detractors. Yeah. And then they try to find a reason to discredit those detractors. So they talk about things like fake news or yeah. other. They create other conspiracy theories. Yeah. To, to delegitimize the people who have legitimate concerns yeah. and complaints. It's like Emperor's New Clothes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Hmm. Hmm. A children's story that's actually a parable. <laughs> what a crazy thing. <laughs> a strange concept. So at the end of the day, it's actually not power we have to be concerned about. Power is not... A, a corruptive thing. It's, I would say, what makes people want to attain power that we have to be concerned with. If people your want mo- your motivator, yeah. So if you want to have power to do good, then you will do good with that power. If you want to have power to do bad and to manipulate and to to gain things for yourself then that is how you will use power. I literally feel like that just describes like every Marvel and DC movie ever. Yeah, probably. Which, I mean, you know, it's pretty basic. So yeah. But I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's been times when I've wondered, like, if I were given an ultimate power, could I be trusted with it? Could I be... Could I be trusted to do something noble with great power? And I recognize that I'm a flawed enough person, petty enough person that maybe I wouldn't. I would like to think I have enough of a conscience that I wouldn't I've, give in to the petty yeah, part. I've always 100% said that if I got like any real like power control, I'm like, that that would be a bad idea. Yeah. Like people at work will say things as simple as like, you know, like, I think you'd be a really good supervisor. And I'm like, I'd be a horrible supervisor. And they're like, why? And I'm like, I'd play favorites. <laughs> and I'm like, and I hate to say that, but I'm like, but I know me. And I'm like, like just little things like that. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, I know how I am. I'm like, I, I would hope I wouldn't do that. And maybe I would try to do things to make up for it after I did it. Like, oh, that was a dick move. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know that power would necessarily go well with me. But at least you and I are self-aware enough to know yeah. what our drawbacks would be. And I would also tell people ahead of time, I'm warning you now. If you let me have this, I'm going to be a dick. So if you do this... It's on you. There so been, then I wouldn't be able to feel as bad because like I told you I was going to be an asshole. Right. They now knew it. An asshole. And they gave that power to you anyway. It's their fault. They it's like when you date a guy and you tell him you're crazy and they're like, oh, no, you're not. And like, okay, well, we get into this and I turn out to be crazy. You're not allowed to be angry. That's right. I warned you. Yeah. You can't bitch about it later. Yeah. Sucked in now. <laughs> I've been given a limited amount of power on a few occasions and I'd like to think that I did okay with it. But at the same time, I didn't like it. Yeah, I kind of feel like I I would find that to be too much pressure, I think. Yeah, I don't want that much pressure. I Like, I work so hard just to be a decent person. Like, I can't... I can't handle the responsibility of being good for other people. I can only handle the responsibility yeah. of being good for myself. That's fucking hard enough as it is. It's hard enough say, for not... me not to be a dick when I'm stressed out, as we were talking about earlier. Like, when the pressure, like... When when I'm surrounded by a cage of rats, it's hard enough for me to not eat all of them. Right. 
People are, people are just going to think you're talking about eating rats now. No, it's just when I'm backed into a corner, I my tendency is to lash out, as I think anyone's is. Yeah. And it's hard enough for me to be good for me. I can't imagine trying to be good for others, which is why I admire people who do want to be in a position of power. Yeah. And take on that responsibility yeah, and do good of, with it. The amount of energy like that you have to expend to be that person. I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah. What concerns me is that a lot of people who are drawn to that power are drawn to it because they want to only do something self-serving with it. Yeah. I believe that there are very few people who are drawn to position of, positions of power because they want to do good. I think most people are drawn to positions of power because they want to use it to advance their well, own Well, yeah, and I mean, I think that sort of just goes hand in hand with it. Like, I think people that truly want to do good don't, like, they feel like they do better in a smaller area yeah. or something like that. Like, that idea of having, like, that's my thing, like, you know, like, with people that decide, you know, I'm like, I should be president. I would be good at, pre-. and like, even if, like, you have very, like, altruistic, lofty goals, yeah. it's like, there's a certain you have to have something in your personality to think that you are good enough and capable and worthy enough. Like, I mean, you have to have a lot... A touch of arrogance and yeah, confidence. You have to have a lot of ego to be like, yo, I would be the best person at this thing yeah. where I'm running the entire fucking country. I'm so good. That's I could be better than all these people. Like, I can do this. I'm not going to fall prey to the same pitfalls all of you are. There's a certain yeah. amount of hubris involved in it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, if... I had to audition to play myself in a movie of myself. <laughs> I would tell them to pick someone else. Like, I can't even sell myself to play myself. <laughs> so I don't understand how somebody could be like, nah, I'm better than all these motherfuckers. And just be like 100% like... I mean, there there was a situation that impressive. I was in when I thought, you know, I, I believe I have the best interests of this organization in mind. And I really do believe I'm better fit for it than the other people who want it. At the same time, it's like, I don't really want this position. Even then, I was like, I don't want this position of power. I just love this organization so much. I will fucking take the position of power if it means saving the organization. Yeah, and making things, you know, smooth and better right. and ongoing. And it still was fucking terrible. Yeah. And I had to back out of it. So I, I admire people who want to take that on. I admire people like, no, I'm going to do something for the greater good. I'm going to stand up and make myself a target in order to be a spokesperson and to make change. I admire the shit out of that. Because it's exhausting and it's difficult because you are such, you are, um, the thing is when you're a good person who does that, all the things that you have to do, like you have to, you're, you're going to be under such scrutiny and that's going to I hurt you. Anything you've ever done. Right. And and that's going to chip away at you. Yeah. People who don't have good intentions aren't going to care. Like yeah. anybody who says anything terrible about them, they're like, I'm not going to care. They're going to excuse it away. It's not yeah. going to impact them. So the good people who want to rise to that position, it's so much harder for them to to um, resist the barbs and the arrows that well, are tossed also, at you know, them. with those people when they have family and stuff, you get you hear about people that step out of, you know, positions they've been nominated for or that they're trying to get because, you know, the stress is too much mm -hmm. on their, their wife or their husband mm -hmm. or their kids or whatever. And it's like, you know, so people like that, like even if they feel they could take it, their compassion keeps them from doing it because they know it's too hard on 
the people in their immediate circle. Yeah. Whereas, you know, other people are like, I don't, I don't care. Fuck. It doesn't affect me. Right. I'm going to make my stuff up about, you know, tell my side of it. My wife, my husband, my kids, whoever's in my circle, fuck they can de- yeah, they can deal with that fallout. Because That's they're not narcissists. My fallout. Right. They're narcissists. So they're only interested yeah. in how they feel and what they think. And so it's so easy to rise to the top when yeah. the only person you care about is yourself. I've told Steve numerous times that I think that he would make a great politician. But I've told him at the same time, I would make a terrible politician's wife. (laughs) Like, they would dig up so much shit on me, the way I look, my past, everything. You're never going to get elected if you're married to me. You would have to divorce me and then go on to, to run because there's no fucking way they would vote for you with me as your wife and he's like no no no. i want to make you chief of staff i want you to do he's like you're the ethical one you're the one who could make all the hard decisions you're the one who could be really good he's like i could get us into that position and then you would be the one who would do all the the hard work and the smart work and blah 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 i'm like no you would never get there with me attached to you no one would ever vote for you if i was your wife and it's just because i disagree <laughs> well i don't know but at the, but neither of us want that to happen yeah, anyway. Yeah, we also still have to do that. Like, yeah. I can't even fucking imagine the the schmoozing, the tattoo. That'd be that'd be my big issue about politics, and I'm like, that's too many fucking. The people. tattoo removal. I'd have to cut my hair. The amount of foundation you'd have to. Put I'd on have to your get tattoos. rid of the purple. I'd have to do so much. I would have to look like so. It just wouldn't work. It it's wouldn't just so work. much work. All the ball gowns and the heels. <laughs> No, I can get on with that. Like, I don't mind. All I, the pearls. I do like dressing up. That's all you need to do to be a politician. I could get... I could... I, I could, That's the only requirement. I could happily get on board with dressing up and pretty things. But beyond that, it's exhausting. Like, yeah. if they were to do interviews with me, I'm sure I would blurt something entirely inappropriate. I'd get, like, five minutes in and be like, okay, are we done? I don't... Fu- I'd be like, I don't fucking care. Are we done? Right. I would... They would... I would cuss within right. three minutes. I mean, there are dead children. Where that sounds awful for them. Are we done? <laughs> You're all fucking terrible. I don't want to do this. Fuck you all. Eat the rich. Right. <laughs> it's a class war. That was what a the- revolution. <laughs> that was off the record, right? <laughs> no, you're on live TV. Fuck. <laughs> Forget everything I said. Oh, and on that note. <laughs> Oh my god, it's been like an hour and 40 minutes of ranting on my behalf. Ranting is good. <laughs> Amanda rants. Sounds like a band. It does. Or a doll. Can like we a have just doll can we have rants doll. Can we, can we have Can we start like an alt band, like an alternative sort of punky rock band that's all women. That's called Amanda Rants and we all dress up like Bratz dolls. Can we I'm do that? Too. And you just yell things that bother yeah. us into the mic. Like, yeah. I don't play any instruments, but that's yeah. okay. I'm in a rant. <laughs> <laughs> I want this to be a thing. And there's a tambourine. A tambourine. And a triumph. And a triumph. And a recorder. Yes. Somebody was at work when I was having a meeting. Somebody's talking about how you wanted to introduce music into the program more if we could. <laughs> and I'm like, that'd be great. And he was talking about how he wants to learn the piano. And I'm like, well, you know. I can play a mean hot cross buns on the, <laughs> on the recorder. That's my contribution. You're welcome. Yes. I bless you with my presence. <laughs>
It's impressive. Thanks. Even without the recorder, it was, <laughs> it was outstanding. <laughs> oh, God. All right. <laughs> like to take a moment to thank everyone who's been listening so far i know we don't have a huge audience but for those of you who are loyal we really appreciate it if you haven't already and i hate to do the stereotypical podcast shtick but on whatever platform you listen if you could subscribe or even rate and review and we could get a few more people to listen that would be amazing we're still working on getting our stuff up on apple it's problematic but i hope we'll get there Anyway, the other formats, if you listen to us, subscribe and do all that good stuff. That would be wonderful. Maybe we can get a bigger audience to listen and enjoy our asshole brains. Stephanie and I are taking a brief hiatus so that we can tend to other things this summer and just take a bit of a break between, I guess, which are technically going to be seasons. We do intend to have an episode again out on August 2nd. So please bear with us while we take a brief break from recording and putting out episodes and join us again then on August 2nd when we will have another new episode and we look forward to entertaining you with our knowledge and rants. (laughs) (laughs) My fucking husband sneezes in the background. I tried to hold it in. (laughs) I'm just glad he didn't scream at the same time like he normally does. Anyway, have a fantastic summer, guys. I hope to see you again in August. Please keep listening. Thank you and goodbye. (laughs) We are not scientists, medical professionals, or mental health experts. We are simply two people interested in discussing a topic that affects everyone, either directly or indirectly. We are not expressing expert opinions, and anything we say should not replace medical advice or treatment. If you're struggling with depression or anxiety, especially if you are thinking of harming yourself or someone else, please seek the help of a mental health or medical professional. The number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. You can also chat with them online. Take care. My Asshole Brain was written and hosted by Amanda Green and Stephanie Coons. Artwork by Doug Tolles, produced by Stephen Beasley, and presented by Greasley Enterprises. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.